From the studios of Books in Motion, this is Jerry Shario reading The Court of a Thousand Sons, Sten Adventure Number 3 by Alan Cole and Chris Bunch. Now let's begin with a note from the authors. The titles of Books 1, 2, 3, and 4 in The Court of a Thousand Sons are Parisian slang for various parts of the guillotine. The bascule is the board on which the condemned man is laid. The lunette is the circular clamp fitted around the man's neck. The mouton is the cutting blade plus its 80-pound weight. And the declic is the lever the executioner hits to drop the blade. The title of Book 5, The Red Mass, comes from a phrase used by a French deputy during the terror of the 1790s, one Monsieur Amar, in a letter inviting his fellow deputies to witness an execution, quote, to see the Red Mass celebrated, unquote. Book 1. Bascule. Chapter 1. The banth purred at the quill pig, which, unimpressed, had firmly stuffed itself as far as it could into the hollow stump. The banth's instinct said that the porcupine was edible, but the six-legged cat's training told it otherwise. Meat was presented by two legs at dawn and dusk, and came with gentle words. The quill pig may have smelled right, but it was not behaving like meat. The banth sat back on its haunches and used a forepaw to pry two needles from its nasal carapace. Then the animal flattened. It heard the noise again, a whine from the forest. The banth looked worriedly up the mountain, then back again in the direction of the sound before deciding. Against instinct, it broke out of the last fringe of the tree line and bounded up the bare, rock-strewn mountain. Two hundred meters vertically up the talus cliff, it went to cover behind a mass of boulders. The whine grew louder as a grav sled lifted over the scrubby treetops, pirouetted, searching, and then grounded near the hollow stump. Terence Kruger, chief of Prime World's police tactical force, checked the homing panel mounted over the grav sled's controls. The needle pointed straight up the mountain, and the proximity director indicated the banth was barely half a kilometer away. Kruger unslung a projectile weapon from its clip behind his seat and checked it once again. Projectile chambered. Safe off. Ranging scope preset for one meter. The approximate dimensions of the banth's chest area. He checked the slope with a pair of binocs, and after a few seconds saw a flicker of movement. Kruger grunted to himself and lifted the grav sled up the mountain. He'd already missed the banth once that day. He was less than pleased with himself. Kruger fancied himself a hunter in the grand tradition. Time not required for his police duties was spent hunting or preparing himself for a hunt, an expensive hobby, especially on Prime World. The Imperial Capital had no native game, and both hunting preserves there charged far more than even a tactical group chief could afford. Until recently. Kruger's previous hunts had been restricted to off-world, and mostly for minor edible or nuisance game. That was well and good, but provided Kruger with little in the way of trophies, especially trophies of the kind that the game books chronicled. But things had suddenly become different. His friends had seen to that. After thirty years as a cop, Kruger still prized his honesty. He just rationalized that what his new friends wanted wasn't dishonest. Look at the benefits. Three weeks away from Empire Day Madness. 
Three weeks on a hunting reservation. Expenses paid. Tags for four dangerous animals. An earth rhino, a banth, a male survey, and a giant ot. He had already planned on which wall each head would be mounted. Of course, Kruger did not intend to mention to his soon-to-be-admiring friends where those trophies had been taken. The gravsled's bumper caromed him away from a boulder, bringing Kruger back to the present. Concentrate, man, concentrate. Remember every bit of this day. The clearness of the air, the smell of the trees below, the spray of dust around the gravsled. Kruger guided the gravsled up the slope, following the homing needle toward the sensor implanted in the banth. Below, a second one-man sled coasted through the trees. Cliff Tarpy did not need binocs to follow Kruger's sled. Contour following, he lifted his sled.